0: Our guest in this episode, Natasha Solotareva, is a media relations specialist. She loves to meet people, discover stories that are worth sharing, and help those people to be heard. In this episode, she will share how she deals with fear, which doesn't stop her, her definition of modern style of leadership. She points out very important qualities of a good leader, how she rides the wave of flow and inspiration, how she wants to use media as a tool for good. And when asked about big challenges she has faced, she gets very intimate and shares her current journey of reconnecting with her own voice and what steps she's taking on that journey. So many beats of wisdom. Keep on listening and you will see. Have you ever wondered what makes people capable of creating changes that impact their lives and the world around them? What is their way of thinking, their mentality, their patterns, their perceptions of the world, their reactions to different live events? What influences them? My name is Cristina Puyol, and I invite you to join me in this adventure where we will explore together the mind of change makers. Our guest today comes from cold Siberia, although now she lives in warm Thailand. She's a journalist, a digital marketer, a public speaking trainer. She's a peer specialist helping health and wellness leaders to spread their message through media. For her, all her career choices boil down to one core interest. She loves to meet people, discover stories which are worth sharing, help them to be heard. She's on a mission of putting all her skills and experience towards one goal, sharing stories of entrepreneurs, authors, and visionaries. She has many well known clients like Marisa Pierce, Agina Walka, Anita Busham, Lucia Giovanini. She's made contributions to many known magazines like Entrepreneur Magazines and others. And she's been in many interesting jobs traveling to different countries like our beloved Costa Rica, Word for Isaac, Mind Valley. And in 2015 went on her own funding the peer agency agency, Cosa Famosa. She's also an artist, and here comes the best part, a salsa enthusiast, which I love. So help me in welcoming Natasha Solotareva. Natasha Sol. <laughs> how are you? <laughs>
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. It's um, actually it's so cool to hear <laughs> uh, to hear you speak about me in the third person. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I've done a lot of
0: stuff. <laughs> oh, it
1: was it was sweet. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you yeah, for such yeah. a wonderful introduction.
0: I was reading all the stuff that you've done. It's like, wow, man, she's, she's done a lot. She's traveled a lot. So, and it's a big change from, from Siberia to where you are. So tell us a little bit about your story, how you got to where you are.
1: I mean, uh, it's, there are so many stops there. I, I went to, uh, I went out of Siberia to Serbia and then from Serbia to Costa Rica and then from Costa Rica to to Malaysia and then to Spain and then to Thailand. So, um, Yes, actually I've been living out of Siberia for 11 years now and it's getting Kind of uh, long, <laughs> uh, but I'm really loving the international lifestyle. It was, uh, it was. Uh, uh, I think like at the age of 18, when I first like went to live abroad for the summer, and uh, I was like, wow, world is big and cool and exciting. <laughs> and then I couldn't really, you know, like I couldn't really just go on uh, being in one place. And I'm like, there's so much more. There's uh, so many uh, uh, ideas and people and uh, experiences that I... I'm just going to go and try to have as many as I can.
0: So what what was your interest to move out of Russia? Like, what was the first? Because you first started in Serbia, right?
1: I went to Serbia. Yeah, uh, it was more of like, you know, it was more of a tool for me to move out. I was an ISAC at the student organization. So I didn't really care where to go. I just like, <laughs> I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted new, new places, new things, new, you know, new environment and challenge myself so let's let's do Serbia
0: (laughs) and and uh and you study journalism that's right
1: I studied journalism and I worked as a journalist uh, it sounds a little bit ridiculous but uh, I was a journal like a full-time journalist uh, from age of 15 to the age of 20 so it was pretty wow. early it was pretty yeah. early on in life but I definitely managed to have like some legit experience experience as a journalist because like of course I started you know just writing in like a student newspaper and stuff like that but uh, you know by the end of it I was uh, full-time employed by a uh, uh, by, by a newspaper, and like I had all the full time responsibilities, and I did do like a number of uh... I guess like um, serious things, you know, not only writing about like concerts and events and the wrong bands, but do some crime investigation. I would, you know, like all the people who are doing like trying to scam around and doing wrong kind of like I enjoy doing those kind of stories where I could, you know, bring the truth. And um, those were very, very exciting. So I definitely did have like a full on uh, experience as a working journalist from age of 15 to 20. So by the age of 20, like it was even before I actually Graduated as a journalist, I was like, mm, you know what? I'm already done with this profession. <laughs> <laughs> because by that time I already had a um, full, full on working experience.
0: But you already wanted to tell stories, and you were all, all always interested in stories, right? Yeah,
1: this is um, a passion that uh, didn't go anywhere uh, from <laughs> quitting quitting journalism. That's uh, you know, it was just uh, just a tool to do that. Like honestly, I used to be shy about this. I used to be shy about the like you know, I, I see someone, I think that they are cool. And I want to ask them about their life. And what I used to think is I just need to be like cool enough kind of person that can, you know, just strike up a conversation with anyone and make a friend with anyone. And then I used to be shy about the fact that I use my profession, I guess, like journalism, as an excuse. I was like, oh, you know, I just like I just talking to them because I'm, I'm in media, you know, like uh, if I were to just try to become friends with them on my own, like maybe it wouldn't work out. But honestly I'm not shy anymore about this like you know everyone got to work and you know if your work also makes you friends and if you get to do the kind of work where you end up making friends naturally like now 10 years after I see it as like as the best blessing possible so now I'm all for it like you know I still really really play this card like now I run a PR agency and you know some people are my clients some people I you know strategically Guys and you know, spend a lot of hours figuring out how to how to bring their story forward. And some people are just like, I see someone online, I'm like, oh my god, like he or she is so cool, I want to get to know them. And I'm like, hello, I run a PR agency, can I write an article about you? And and I like use it as an excuse to to meet people. I guess podcast is also a good way to do it,
0: right? Yeah, it's a fun way. Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah. it would be good too. I would love
1: to have a podcast. I you know, I haven't gotten to that tool of making friends but uh, I, I, I can I can see it working that way
0: yeah yeah there's there's many ways also to take a podcast you know in one way or the other but what what made you change from that person who was really shy to the person now that is so outgoing
1: I mean I was always outgoing uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was always outgoing I always had the like a ability ability to connect with people it's just like i used to believe it all should be separate like i should be making friends separately and having work separately and then having i don't know my like relationship life separately and you know now i kind of gave up an idea of of, all the separation but yeah uh, i guess even though i was always outgoing definitely journalism and living abroad and you know um Took me through a fair share of like really experiences that, that like I get, that got my knees shaking like when I was like a super the super beginning of my career as a journalism uh, a journalist I was like maybe uh, a couple years in so which makes me like 17 or 16 and I wanted to write the article about this uh, like about this music band. And they were like kind of like really hip music band in our city. I was shaking and rolling on the floor, having to call them and having to schedule an interview. They were like, okay, uh, there were four guys. So if if I was 17, the youngest of them was like in his mid twenties, I guess. And Mm -hmm. then they were like, and they were like, I think two in their mid thirties. And there there was one in his early forties. And they were all like, you know, they were like, Cool guys. They're like, you know, like rock and rolling and they're like uh, playing a concert and they were like super, super, like getting super popular. And I was like so shaking to call them and then to like have to invite them to interview and then have to sit them, uh, with them in like a cafe uh, and you know, just be like, I like just felt so small and little and you know, like in their energy and they're like all bros with each other and you know, they have so many internal jokes and I was like, oh my god, that was like <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, experience. Just like that <laughs> cut me <laughs> out of being too shy and because I just always wanted to uh, you know get to know people and that was always stronger than the you know fear of what what they will think of me
0: that's cool that's a cool thing that the fear wasn't stopping you you had it but still you were going for it you were jumping into the pool and then figuring I out
1: yeah I remember the fear really well
0: do you still feel it with some people and you still do it or is it strength
1: yeah of course i i always feel like there is you know like different levels like and that you face the similar sort of uh challenges but on your next level like you know like i say fa- i face this um you know fear of connecting with people who i thought were Cooler and more successful than me, maybe at like you know at the stage of being a journalist, and then maybe it's the stage of like uh, going and volunteering around the world, and the stage of working at Mind Valley, and then of course right now is running a running a PR agency. Like day in and day out, like my my job is to connect with people, and quite often I do feel like oh my god, they are like so much more knowledgeable and successful than I am, and like course i'm you know (laughs) going through this whole circles all over again so yeah i I believe it's i believe it's you know if it's something that you need to be working on in in your life you're gonna face it at every new stage of development and as long as you keep on overcoming you keep on like progressing on the new spiral new new circle of spiral and get tested for exact same things but on a bigger scale exact same thing and bigger scale again
0: nice well what do you do or what's your mindset so it doesn't stop you i'm
1: just way too restless (laughs) Uh, honestly like in this in this case i don't have uh, you know uh, a cool realization which makes me overcome the fear is i'm just way too curious and you know my partner always like makes fun of me because i get bored easily and like i'm always in a in a need of of new or you know of new thing of uh new people it's just like the curiosity is stronger Mm -hmm. so that that's that's just how you know that's 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 just how i was made i guess
0: (laughs) so your anti-fear is your curiosity basically yeah i'd say so that's a good one yeah. because I feel like some fears we may lose or we may overcome, but some fears are always there. And it's just like you say, it's like a spiral, and, and the spiral gets smaller until you jump to the next level, and then you start with a new spiral, and it goes smaller and smaller. Boom, and you jump to the next level. That's that's how I see it. Yeah. And now, like you're you will have your own business. How do you do to keep yourself on track, growing as a person and as a business owner?
1: That's a great question actually gets me so emotional (laughs) (laughs) um, I wrote actually I think I wrote on Instagram about this a couple days ago like business is a uh, in my in my cases, like works as a great motivator for for growth. Of course, there are like tons of you know those fears and insecurities I face uh, for, for business. But then uh, I have a team. Right now, my team is for people. It gives me a huge, huge uh, responsibility and motivation. Um, just like you know, like one year ago, exactly one year ago when pandemic started and no one knew like how it was going to be. I was like, oh my god, like am I gonna have to be like one of those entrepreneurs who will have to like hire their team? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my, like you know, it gives me like hard palpitations. I want them to have have job. you know I want them to succeed and like and uh, my businesses uh you know it's very dependent on, like, you know, do we do we going to have clients. We have like, uh, we have people coming in and out, and we always need to have a new new flow of clients coming in. And that's my job to to make sure that we always have business that we don't close the shop. And uh, does this along? It's uh, very very motivating because, yeah, that would be like of course kind of failure for me to, you know, to fail my team and to to say that they don't have a job anymore because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't uh i didn't manage to grow enough to to get the next client and to you know to increase the business so that's that's been a big one for me yeah.
0: so the team the team gives you motivated and going and team
1: is yeah team is just like a i guess like a representation of it because mm-hmm. it's you know the first thing like if you're if you're not making it in business like that that's the first thing that's that's, that's gotta go right i also look at the business in general as like I want to, I want to make something. I want to, uh, I want to create something that like, I just like, I'm very motivated by the sense of creation and, you know, the same as like, I paint, I paint art. Uh, I feel like, Oh, you know, I created something. I look at my business in the same way. like, Oh, you know, I created something. There was, Mm -hmm. there was nothing. And now there are clients and now those clients have, you know, uh, cool, uh, you know, radio interviews and, uh, magazine interviews and, uh, that wasn't here before and I made it and I have team, and they you know they didn't know each other and now they do and now they work together and then enjoy it and I, like I feel like this sense of accomplishment so like you know at the very bottom this this motivates me at the very kind of uh, everyday level uh, I feel this I don't know provider vote or something like this uh, and I feel that yeah that's my responsibility first of all towards my team is to you know to to keep on growing to to have have their jobs
0: and i i was reading about you and and actually since early on you always taken like manager positions or leading teams right you've been doing that for quite a while
1: i have managed a team at Mindvalley. valley before that of course i guess from the on the isic and i in isic everyone is a leader <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay and
1: as a, as a journalist as a journalist not really that's not a kind of a that's not a kind of profession where you do any, any managerial kind of things. But yeah, I really, really enjoy working, working with people. And I feel quite natural, I guess, in a, in a state where, where I have a, <laughs> a team of people working with me on, on something that I chose as a mission. Yeah, nice. I, I feel really, I feel really good in this state.
0: And without looking like a general definition for you and in your role, what is a good leader or what are qualities of a leader? Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> so I have a, I have a, I have a good, I guess a good uh, phrase for that, and um, for the way I approach it uh, is a first rule of leadership is everything is your fault basically you know if uh someone in your team is not delivering that's your fault you either haven't explained or haven't trained or haven't you know set up boundaries if you know if the there is some miscommunication it's your fault because you haven't managed to um, to create the systems which are good enough if you know if someone is uh underperforming because of whatever reason that's still your fault maybe you haven't chosen the right person so uh, i kind of accept this a complete responsibility uh, for anything that happens uh happens within my team and it helps a lot because it gives me a sense of control because if everything is my fault then you know then i have a power to to fix it
0: extreme ownership nice
1: extreme ownership <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> what else what else do you think a good leader needs
1: like i could say um honesty like, uh, as of honesty, uh, I enjoy the, I guess, a little bit more, more modern modern style uh, of, uh, you know, leadership and communication where, uh, where things are transparent, where, you know, good things are shared and uh, the bad things are shared as well. And, uh, you know, where leaders leader have a space to, to say, okay, this month things are not well <laughs> and th- those are the things that we those are the things that we need to do and these things are this month things are not well because of us and this month things are not well and the reasons are external and independent of us but you know I'm just uh, I just wanted to share it uh, share it with everyone so yeah I, I guess I uh, enjoyed this uh, this kind of uh, Communication where it's uh, where it's honest and um, transparent. Like there is still a there is a still a, divin- a division between the roles of the of uh, the leader and the team, uh, just because of the different different responsive levels of responsibility. But I enjoy it when communication is transparent and open.
0: That's very important. It's funny though that you call it like a, a modern style of leadership. What is an old style of leadership?
1: Luckily, well, I didn't experience that that's <laughs> that's what they say right okay. uh, that's what they say when like the, the the old school the old school managers where there's like no space for there's no space for feelings
0: okay and no communication that's what you mean like when there's yeah that's more mm-hmm. like a boss type of yeah leader, the boss right? side. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. which is not you for sure <laughs> <laughs> and and what else do you think a leader needs
1: the leader needs a reason uh, or like direction, right? <laughs> what what is he or she working for? That's, vision, ah, vision. Yeah, the vision that uh, I guess is also. Uh, I also see it as a as a modern modern style. Like you know, the the direction is not just to uh, to build the better. I don't know, cars, or it's not just to produce the, you know, more beautiful dresses or something like this. It's not just to like, it's not just to uh, create the product. It's not just to make money out of the product. Like there are, There need to be some a reason that you are working towards. Like I see a business as very much a a transformation tool for you know Mm -hmm. for the society for like uh, for whatever whatever problem that you want to be tackling in the world. Like I see the business as a great way to to do it, just as a great tool. So there need to be a reason a vision of why it was created in the first place and uh, uh leader who's remembers to keep the keep the eye uh, over there and the team who is motivated by a similar vision i don't believe that the similar things are needed in the world
0: what is your vision then what, <laughs> what did you choose what you chose
1: <laughs> so i always been um I guess like a communication girl, like a talking girl, is surrounded by healers and uh, people who make the world better in uh, in a way by by helping others to understand themselves better. So like, I grew up in a family of two uh, two psychologists. My dad is a uh, my dad is a family psychologist. My mom is psychoanalyst. So like, I was really really exposed to this uh, really early on, and like you know to the to the idea that if something is not not working in your life uh, probably need to look within you and then like throughout the life I've been in this position in many many different ways like when I worked in Mind Valley, I was a marketer uh, for the personal growth teachers right so I always knew that my my personal mission is to help to shape the message and you know I don't want it to be other kind of messages I want it to be a message of personal development and self-improvement and you know and taking a responsibility for your own life and so the mission, arriving here, uh, the mission is uh, about um, bringing those kind of messages into the modern media, because the modern media is big bag of, you know, negativity and mess and misinformation. And, but the power of media is so big, you know, like whether we want it or not, like uh, that's was one of the reasons why at some point in my life, I quit journalism because I kind of got, I was 20 years old. I got scared of, you know, how big overweight people Put on the things that they read in newspaper. I was 20 years old and I was writing the newspaper. And then one day I was in a hospital actually and I was listening to to uh, like older a few older women and they were talking about what they read in newspaper and they were kind of like you know in a fight with each other about like this is true or not this is true. And mm-hmm. I was just listening and I was like you guys like this was written by one of my friends and this was written by another friend and like you know we're just like we're just it's like writing it um, but just because it's printed in a newspaper it's just suddenly given like so much importance and at that time I got scared but at this point in my life I believe that you know it is it is it, it is as it is media is just a tool it's just like our choice to fill it with what kind of information we're going to fill it up with so that's my mission I want to you know since the tool is so powerful I want to be a part of using it for good and I want to you know, messages of people like Marisa Peter, uh, you know, about you being enough, about, um, you know, Lucia Giovanini, who is like amazing uh, psychologist and, you know, um, she, she, she's like so knowledgeable, like, I want to, I want to message like this to be known and heard and I want to put my hand and like, I want to help them to be heard. So.
0: Yeah. Long story. No, <laughs> no, but it's it's uh, it's actually very actual like because last year with all the media pulling all kinds of stories and people getting to extremes, you know, it's actually happening now all the time and like you say media is just a tool, it's how you use it and you want to use it for good, you want to spread good messages. Yeah. So that's really important and I think people have to get used to that anything can be printed written, uh, told, showed in videos. So we extremes are never good. That's how I see it. No stream mm-hmm. can be good. So as you need to get information from several sources. And then when you find people that you trust, then you follow that source as much as possible. And, and yeah. I think the work that you do is really important. And like you're saying, because there's so much out there that is not being positive. Anything for me that splits cannot be good <laughs> you know and modern that- media
1: is ridiculous it's like uh i don't know like some topics that i we, we would come to me uh, to the media this is like i don't know we say ayurveda is like you know long proven uh like uh with a long history uh art of healing right uh, comes from India there's so much evidence there's so much different like techniques and techniques and practices from Ayurveda that uh, help people like to prevent diseases you know when we come uh, to media topics like Ayurveda they're like oh you know what's a proof what's a research what's the study and yet at the same time like any magazine would print like horoscopes and you know some like ridiculous like uh, horoscopes as well like I don't know like who you should date based on your horoscope or like okay, maybe that's not a ridiculous one but like i don't know what what uh you know what style of like lipstick you should choose based on your horoscope like you know how how is like that doesn't require a scientific study and you know and something about like improving your health does so that's what you know yeah. that what gets me buzzing and I'm like it's you know it's not easy but i feel like it's worth it's worth doing
0: for sure i mean i hope you keep doing what you're doing for a long time <laughs>
1: i have fun so <laughs> <That's
0: good. laughs>
1: it's still entertaining it's still entertaining enough and as long as it's entertaining enough yeah i gotta
0: go in your schedule like you have to organize and i think uh, those who are entrepreneurs whether they're solo or they have a team organizing not procrastinating having a good you know way of producing whatever work they need to do is one of the things that some people struggle with so what are tips that you can give to organize your day better and be productive
1: I personally try not to fight it too much (laughs) like uh, it's uh, I better you know when I'm in a flow I better pull out like you know pull in a 12 hour day or like 15 hour day and really get a lot of done and you know when I'm not in a flow I you know rather go and like read and study and uh, read news and uh, study different courses and get inspired so I of course been in the stages where I would like you know try to get myself mega productive and uh, on schedule and on goals and so on. But uh, I think that was since becoming an entrepreneur. Like I find that uh, productivity and flow comes in the most random times. Like I can you know go out and uh, dance and party and then come home at one a.m. and when my usual like sleep time is at eleven, but I can come home at one a.m. inspired and finish an article in forty minutes when if I was trying to like push myself to get it done during the day it would take me like three hours and or even mm. more so I it doesn't always work but I try to ride those waves um and I still I, I still have like a lot of a lot of moments when I'm like this is work time I need to be working and my mind is somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> and I like I would try to I would try to make myself to uh, be productive that's trying to be a little bit more on honest with myself and to more ride the ways. And I generally like what I do so it helps to be excited about you know, things things on the on the schedule like more often than not
0: so because you love what you do then that helps you a lot yeah to i think that's a it's not a everyday solution
1: it's not a everyday solution are still no like,
0: yeah i yeah. love
1: it but it's still like you know like it's still gonna be the moment when like it just doesn't work I need to yeah. write this article it just doesn't go <laughs> Yeah.
0: so you write the flow when it comes you take it
1: <laughs> i try to yeah i try to because i feel like the flow is like the most valuable resource that you can get so much done once you catch the pain
0: can you trigger it or it just comes
1: like silly things like regular exercise does help so i guess yeah it's uh it can serve as somewhat of a trigger i guess if i haven't been feeling a
0: flow for a while
1: (laughs) (laughs) It, it will quite often come after like a good workout class
0: I think of it like, too like, once you have these inspirations, you have to catch them because they don't come back. Like they, they go, <laughs> like you have these sentences or whatever article, and then it's like, catch it, write it, maybe at least something that will remind you to keep going that way. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And since the podcast is about change makers, what is a big change you had to overcome or an obstacle? So
1: challenge. Yes, I will tie it back to everything that we spoke about with uh, journalism and and everything. And I feel like I'm uh, overcoming it at the very moment. So uh, I... Uh, Told you that I was uh, clear about my mission uh, and working in the world of media like really early on, maybe like at the age of 14. Um, And it was a big blessing because I got to discover the world of media also really early on. Uh, It was a blessing in disguise because, you know, because I was like at the age of 20 when people are just like starting their professional career, I was like, oh no, I'm done with it. (laughs) Um, So uh, I think the big challenge that uh, I think. For the you know for the next I don't know eight nine ten years is I basically stopped myself from having a voice. Uh, I said that's it. This part uh, this path is done for me. I'm never going to be a writer again. I'm never going to be a journalist again. But it's something so big for me. It's something so like so natural for me that you know I was connected at uh, visited like my early teenage years, and I guess it was a very It was a very big step to say, okay, I'm never gonna do it again. And what happened as a result of it is I got completely disconnected from my voice. I was like, like, I remember myself being like, I wanna be writing again. But I don't even know what I'm gonna be writing about. I wanna be, you know, I wanna be sharing the ideas again. But I don't even know what I'm gonna be sharing about. Like, what are the topics that's important for me? So it's, as as a like, you know, something is something isn't there. But like, I shut it down so much that I didn't even know what it was, and uh, I just started like. Maybe like about two years ago, I kind of started to force myself to write uh, more, uh, even with the fact that I don't know what I want to write about. So I start, uh, and then I also tied uh, tied into my existing business. I start writing about people, you know, because that's something that always inspires me. About um, you know about interesting personal stories of entrepreneurs. Slowly, I start writing, you know, about the world of media, about uh, marketing, about you know different different journeys of entrepreneurs about my own journey and entrepreneur so i feel like it's you know just because i kind of forced myself uh, to be doing it i feel like it's coming back for example you mentioned uh, my my articles in entrepreneur is uh, somewhat uh, a step towards uh, to back back towards writing and of course it's also like a big transition i used to be a journalist in the city newspaper in siberia writing in russian now i <laughs> You know, founder of a PR agency, living God knows where, currently in Thailand, writing in English, talking to a different audiences in a different language. So that's also that's also a challenge. But the biggest uh, challenge there was like to start pulling my voice out of you know a depth where I pushed it again and reconnecting with it, and that's uh, that's a big change, which. I feel in a retrospective is uh, taking like 10 years and it's still in process, but I'm really excited
0: about it. I that's, even writing about that would be beautiful. Finding your own voice again or reconnecting to your own voice. You need to write about that. Once I,
1: once yeah. I done and completely feel like
0: it's yours. my
1: voice is completely back uh, and, and, you know, uh, and I'm not not forcing it anymore, then I definitely will write about it.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen to these and they will feel like totally like you, like empath- empathetic with what you're going through mm. because they disconnected for whatever reason, because they they hide it, because they were not allowed to be that, because, um, you know, mothers who have children who have to leave, and not do something for a while or Mm -hmm. because they move to a country they cannot do that so to reconnect with your own voice it's a powerful message very powerful i'm waiting for you to write that (laughs) well
1: i'm already writing things and you know and i just feel that like the more i do it the easier it gets (laughs) but I just kind of of try to this is the area where I am trying to keep myself productive and I'm not leaving it all to the flow and you know I know that I need to be publishing like I use Instagram for that purpose as well like Mm -hmm. you know I need to I need to be I need to be writing things so I need to be writing things on Instagram not for the sake of you know like growing followings or anything like that but like literally for working out my writing muscle and for working out my voice and helping him to you know (laughs) <laughs> to come out and you know my my articles and like different publications that I write like some of them are for business but some of them are really just for me and there, I'm like okay you know if I if I don't actually make myself sit down and write this article even if it takes me like entire Sunday and I don't do anything else I, I gotta do it and even if I'm not satisfied as a result I'm gonna do it because the next time it's gonna be a little bit easier
0: Nice, nice. I like that. <laughs> this is my motto this year. Maybe that can relate leaning into imperfect action. Just act, doing imperfect doesn't matter. Just keep doing, keep doing, keep doing. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yay to imperfect actions.
0: Yeah, I actually pushed this podcast in like a week, and that's like imperfect action. <laughs> so, but it's uh, that's the way to to improve. <laughs> But if you want, we can leave it here so I don't take more of your time. I want to thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge and your wonderful smile with us. And uh, I wish you the best. And hopefully we can see each other very, very, very soon. Thank you so much, Natasha, for being here. Thank
1: you. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for making me think uh, of my own life and <laughs> put it into a little bit of a coherent story. that It actually adds up. <laughs> so Thanks for thanks for making me think about it this way. It was uh, really, you know, light and easy with you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. And hopefully we can bring you back for Spanish oh yeah
1: <laughs> uh, i need to go i need to go uh to barcelona first uh <laughs> you know refresh um uh, you know everything and uh like maybe eat an ensalada rusa. and, and <laughs> the moment i eat an ensalada rusa, it's all gonna like come back, come back.
0: <laughs> thank you it's such a pleasure thank you so much <laughs>